I've got an idea of where I want to go next week uh, in talking about being planted. But for this week, (laughs) because the passage of Scripture that I want to look at in Psalm 92 is really clear that that you and I, we, we actually, when we're planted, we're referred to in Psalm 92 as two evergreen trees. Yeah, we're referred to as a palm tree and we're referred to as a cedar, the cedar of Lebanon. And so a few weeks ago, we looked at the palm tree and I unpacked that. But you know what? I am amazingly gobsmacked surprised at the qualities of a cedar. Like seriously, because the scripture, we'll just read it, Psalm 92 verses 12 to 15, says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. So if you're planted in the house of the Lord, yeah, you're going to flourish like a palm tree. So it's important to know that. But you're also going to grow. So this is a really good measure, indicator to tick off boxes, to know if you're growing in God, yeah? Because it says that you're going to grow like the cedars of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord, they'll flourish in the courts of the God. You will flourish in the courts of God. You will flourish in his presence when you're planted. You'll flourish, yeah, like a palm tree. You'll grow like a cedar. But I don't know, maybe it's because I'm from Melbourne originally. My green thumb's not very green. It kills most things. I've got no idea the difference between trees. You know, I, I, I guess I like evergreen plants. means I don't have to dig them out. You know, it's about as green as I get, you know. Like, seriously, some people here are phenomenal. You know, um, I'm thinking of one particular couple, even just around the corner from our place, as the seasons change, their garden changes. Go figure, all that work. Just for a small season. Plant an evergreen. Never look at it again. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I thought life was supposed to be easy. Anyway, so we've got these pictures, these, for me, beautiful pictures of what a righteous person looks like. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. The righteous. We're made right by God. Yeah? So you and I are the righteous. So this is telling us how we're going to flourish and how we're going to grow so i figure it's probably important to keep digging a little bit to find some stuff out and and here's what i i think my slant the characteristics of the palm tree that we shared a few weeks ago are very individual this is how i'm going to grow when the stuff of life comes and tries to surround me i'm going to grow like a palm tree and i'm just going to break it away no matter what comes against me i'm just going to be able to bend like a palm tree because my roots deep but yet I'm sending out horizontal roots to love on people that keeps me upright I'm going to do those things no matter how much sand or dust or wind blows against a palm tree it says that none of that rests on its leaves so when the stuff of life comes against me nothing's going to stick to me I think that's really individual we need to know that so we can claim that yeah but when it comes to the cedar the, the cedar's almost talking about what it looks like for us to live our faith out in the body, yeah? It's almost a picture of palm tree. This is your, your walk. This is your growth. This is who you are. And a cedar, this is what it looks like when you're with family. This is your outworking. This is what you can claim. This is what you're growing into, yeah? 
It's really sad for those that aren't planted in a church. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Because if you're not planted, you won't flourish. If you're not planted, you won't grow. But I see my friends. I won't go there because I'll dig a big rabbit hole. Just, you know, anyway, we can be a Christian without going to church. Good luck with that. Anyway, I'll just throw, throw it in there anyway. But the seed, the seed is different. It is just, it is different. It's, it's the king of all trees. It, it, it's, a, it's a magnificent looking tree. It's a lovely tree. And it's a picture of you and I, and it should be the picture of the bride of Christ. It should be the, a picture of God's people. You know, God paints this picture of these two trees, and he says, if you decide, if you choose, because we have free will, you can walk in these things. You can walk in these attributes. You can claim these things. And in, as we move into 2021, we need to know what we're grabbing hold of, what we can pull down, particularly if we're going to grow like a cedar. You know, the interesting thing about cedars is there, there's not just one. I know, right? Go figure. There's not just one. So that when you're talking about the cedars of Lebanon, there's actually there's many types of cedars, but there's four in particular that they used in Lebanon, that, particularly when it came to building the temple and doing stuff like that. So when it says you're going to grow like a cedar, there's these, these wonderful, wonderful gems, nuggets that God places for us, you know? So I remember once somebody said to me, you know, Pastor... I think they called me Andrew. Actually, I think it was another word that I can't use in church. But anyway, they said, did you know all you do is show us what we're not? Actually, you just discovered what you're not, you know, really. No, that's not what I do. What I do is paint a picture of what God says we can be because we should have an expectation in God knowing his promises that we can grow into something yeah it's not about what we're not it's about what we can be i want to be like jesus so i need to know what he's like if i'm going to grow like a cedar of lebanon i need to know what that's like not so that we feel down about where we're not but we can see where we're going amen yeah you can't walk this stuff blind so anyway I, let's have a look at just let's look at some of the characteristics because this stuff is is really cool the first characteristic, and I'm so disappointed that Lyndon's not here. The first cedar tree is actually called the little cedar. Yeah? It's, listen, it's recorded. You can get a podcast of it. You can sit there and listen to it with Holly. It'll be fine. Anyway, it's called the little cedar. It really is. It, it's got a couple of cool attributes itself, but the, the, the coolest attribute of the, of the little cedar is is this because they would go and they would cut it down and they would use it to stud walls, they would use it to line ceilings, they would use it for furniture. So if you think back in the day, they would go to cut these little cedars, put it on their oxen carriage. Now this is how good it is because once upon a moon, I used to go you know, cutting wood with Ross and once we'd loaded the trailer, no matter how well we loaded it, we had to tie it down, didn't we? Make sure we didn't lose bits and pieces everywhere. But the little cedar... There's a consistency in its bark that causes it to stick together. So when they would fill their carriage, they never had to tie it down. That ox, you could whip that ox to death. You could be doing 360s. The carriage could be flying around, but, but the, the wood itself would never fly out. It would actually stick 
and stay in the carriage. I love this. Because we're supposed to grow like the cedar of Lebanon. We're supposed to grow. There's this consistency in the bark that for me causes it to cling together. It's almost like family, isn't it? Almost like the glue that should keep us together. So no matter which way the carriage goes, you're not going to fly out the door. Did you, do you know the worst thing about church ministry? I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve. You're going to put it, you know what it is? Speak to any pastor. It's, you're always running behind the carriage to pick up the bits of wood that fall out. It's so infuriating. Because we're, if we're planted, we're supposed to grow like a cedar of Lebanon. That's bark has got a consistency that causes it to stick. It means no one falls out. It means the pastoral care team, your job's easy. Because these guys, man, they're like the cedar of Lebanon. They're strong. They're stuck together. They are unified. Like if we're going to do 2021 as a church, as a body of Christ, man, we should be like the little cedar, shouldn't we? And have a sense of consistency about who we are and what we do. Man, I, I, so, I really do, do like that picture. You know, just imagine a church of people, a family that's held and stuck together like that. There's another thing about the, the little cedar. <laughs> never outspoken it's not the most beautiful it's not the most delicate it's not even the most visible or impressive in the church at all yet do you know that often the most important people in God's house are those that, that themselves feel the most unworthy yeah So if you're here today feeling a little bit small, man, God wants you. God's got you. He needs you. He uses it to, to, to line the walls that keep his house together. He uses it for furniture, for the ceiling to beautify the place. Man, you have got a job with God. There's a faithfulness about the little cedar. They're happy, you know. You don't see, well, you never would, maybe in a cartoon, but you don't see a little cedar jumping up and down because it's not like one of the other cedars. It's not fair. I don't want to be in a little cedar. I hate this gluey, sticky stuff. I'd rather be the next cedar. No, you wouldn't. The next cedar's even better than the little cedar. Little cedar knows its job. You and I, as we grow as a cedar of Lebanon, we, just, we need to know that we fit in the house of God. We fit in his family. You don't have to be like me and I don't have to be like you. You are who you are meant to be, yeah? And you fit exactly the way you are. And if God starts working on your character, praise God, that he's, that's just him. He's shaping you into furniture, into the start, doing whatever he needs to do. But you've got a place where you fit. You know, there's a, a couple of stories that I picked up that I read because this, for me, captures the heart of a little cedar, what you and I should grow into. So in 1992, in the Summer Olympics, 
there was two really big moments. And I remember one of the videos that I actually watched on YouTube. But there was the American sprinter, Gail um, Devers. And she was the clear leader in a 100-meter hurdle. She, and then she tripped over on the last barrier. So she pulls herself to her knees and she crawls the last five meters. She came in fifth, but she finished. She crawled the last five meters. And then there's, um, where is it? British runner Derek Redman. He was, doing, he was in the 400-meter semifinal. And as he was running, he did his hamstring and fell to the track. Some of you would have seen this video on YouTube because he struggled to his feet, began to hobble, but he wanted to finish his race. And his dad jumped over the, the barriers to help take him off. And he didn't want to come off. So his dad helped him just to get to the finish line, yeah? So they got there. And then, you know, in a, in a situation like that, they would have ah! they would have got more applause than the person who came first. You know what? That's the stuff that little cedars are made of. And you and I, when we're planted in his house, flourish like a palm tree and we grow like a cedar. This can grow in us. Yeah? In 2021, this can grow inside of us. When we're planted in his house, this is, these are the attributes that grow in us. These are the promises that we, we grab hold of. You know, another cedar, this, this is my favorite of the of the four is the fire cedar it's actually called the fire cedar because it's got an oily sap on it it's totally saturated highly flammable they say that shepherds would actually get some of this cedar because it would take just a spark and it and it'd start to burn and it would burn indefinitely it would just burn because it was so full of this highly flammable oil i mean don't we need don't we need some fire cedars in church that come in saturated with God's holy flammable oil? So when we come into worship, they don't need the pastor to go, come on, let's go, let's sing, let's worship because God's real. I know he's real, but the minute the guys hit a note, that should be a spark that sets us all aflame. Man, I don't know how... Forgive me. I don't know how some traditional churches sit there so quietly. I think they've lost their primer. There's nothing to start the fire. Because apparently if we're going to grow like a cedar, and one of the cedars are the fire cedars, then the minute we walk into the house of God, we are burning. I mean, we're the ones that are dictating to these guys how long they're playing for. This is not about worship, and it is. It's about life too. Yeah, if you're on fire for Jesus, always, where you burn just at a spark and indefinitely, you want to do everything, anything, all the time, every time. You want to build the house, reach the community, win the lost. That's us. That's what we grow into. This is not a picture of what we're not. This is of who we are if we claim it, stepping into the promises of God. For 2021, I want to see every church in Ballarat full. You know, I was talking to friends at Rise, and, and they're like us. They get same, similar, more numbers but because they run two services, but the same sort of spread. And they're like, we don't know. We don't know how to get, to, we don't know how to get people to church. I don't know how to get people to church. God builds his church. I'll let him do that. But imagine if people walked in and we were fire seeders. Did you know they burn even when there's a downpour and rain? 
even when life is the worst and the hardest, in the, the strongest of tempests, if it's on fire, it will still burn. Man, that, I want that to be me. I want to burn, burn for Jesus. Yeah? You remember some of the old missionaries used to have and used to sing songs like that? The fire see that. I love this. Some people might disagree. But it's really important that you and I know that we're full of this saturated oil, yeah? Full of this saturated oil that just at a spark, just at a spark, we're on fire for God. You know Ryan that plays the guitar here? He'll be leading our overflow tonight. There's a great story with him. And I'm glad he's not here so I don't embarrass him. But is, is he? Really? Well, he's around. If not, get the podcast. If not, delete what I'm about to say. But anyway, regardless. So Ryan, one of his mates. Now, Ryan might not know this, but I know this. One of his mates said to somebody else who said to me, I don't like spending too much time with Ryan. He's always carrying his Bible. Every time we talk, he brings up the things of God. Man, that's a fire seater. That's someone that's on fire for God. And the minute a situation, bang, spark, fire. And this other person saying, oh, it's too bright. It burns. Let it burn, man. You know, the outcome might be really good. Yeah. I say to my daughters all the time, and I say to my sons, again, this is just me. It's my conviction, and, and, I, and I, I, I mean no disrespect, and I don't want to offend anyone, but I say to them all the time, you know what? As you grow up in life, make decisions that you're going to be proud of. Make decisions that will work for you. When you start looking for a life partner, find someone that's a fire seeder. Find someone that is saturated in the oil of God because together, one spark, you guys are going to be dynamite. The amazing thing about the fire cedar, it's just its its ability to burn. That's saturated. God's flammable oil. I don't know, some of you might not remember, but Gary Morgan and the church that he pastored a few years ago at Hillview had a season. It went for a few months that after they worshipped, they would lift, they would lift this. And behind the screen, there would be oil. And then it would disappear. The following weekend, they would worship. And when they move the screen, just check, sometimes it's huntsmen. And behind the screen, <laughs> behind, if one fell, it really wouldn't go well, you know. I'm just doing a great check. Behind the screen, the, it's, and it wasn't plaster, it was concrete. They checked with neighbors, they checked behind, they checked everywhere. They have no answer. The season came, the season went. Some of them even got some of the oil and put it into little bottles and are using it for healing oil. They have no explanation. I just think maybe they had people that were coming in as fire seeders, full of God's oil, and bang, the spark, and, and it just happened, hey? The third one's really curious, because this is for all of us. This is what we can be. 
This is what we are. This is what we're becoming, yeah? The other one's a, a humming cedar. <laughs> because when the wind blows, the, the leaves are shaped in a particular way that it causes them to whistle. There's an old legend that I found as I'm doing all of this, because you, know, you, you start Googling stuff, you know? And there's a legend that says that King David used to tune his harp to the humming cedar, to the sound that was made when the wind was blowing off the leaves. Because the, actually, the stronger the wind, the different sound, but the sweeter the sound, apparently. The harder the wind, the louder the sound. You and I are supposed to grow into humming cedars. That means when the winds of life are blowing, the sound that comes out of us, we're singing. It's sweet. It's not moaning. It's not groaning. It's not going to the beaching. Yeah, it's none of that stuff. It's sweet. The stronger the wind, the more adversity that blows against us. Apparently, as we grow into a cedar, particularly as the body of Christ, it's sweet. Imagine if the sounds that came out of this church and that church and this church and that church, imagine if they were sweet. Sweet to those that are hearing that they think, I'm going to tune my life to that. Yeah? I mean, this is... These are just wonderful gems that God's given us. <laughs> wonderful gems. You know, God knows that most churches have got enough complainers, enough criticizers. We, they just do. See it all the time, especially on social media. So I'll give a pre-warning to this dad joke. I just liked it. I wrote it in. You're going to get it. You know, one pastor actually said that he had the whole Tater family in his church. He said he had them all, all the taters, the dictators, the agitators, the irritators. You know. But imagine if we were it's a good dad joke, come on. <laughs> but if we were a humming cedar and that we had a sweet sound, the harder the wind blows, the louder and sweeter we'll actually be. The more pressure that's on our life, the sweeter the sound that comes out of us. What does Peter McHugh say? He goes, you squeeze an orange, orange juice, lemon, lemon juice. You squeeze a Christian, you should get Christian juice. Under extreme pressure, yeah, the stuff that comes out of us should be a sweet sound. The one thing I've learned over time is you can discover who people are when the winds of life start blowing hard. Yeah? When the pressure's on. Because you hear the song that they sing. You know, there's a, a story, a poem actually written by Robert Browning. He talks about a young girl named Pippa who used to work in a sweatshop and work in a really, uh, let's say, almost third world conditions. And she used to walk home and it was just, think, quite grey, black and white, you know. But apparently this girl used to sing. Used to sing. And in his poem, he suggests that as she sang, People in this closed-up town would open their windows because for them it was the sound of life. Yeah? You and I grow into a cedar that has the sound of life. Yeah? We sing life, speak life, ooze life to those that are around us. And praise God for that. At the end of the day, I think every church family needs humming cedars. You know, because it, it keeps the fellowship sweet, doesn't it? And... 
The last cedar is, is, fortunately, Lyndon's not here, is the tall cedar, you know. It's the tall cedar. And, it, and you're going to love this. Do you know how it got its name? It, it's got its name because it's tall. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's 80 to 90 feet tall. Yeah. 80 to 90 feet tall. It is just flat out impressive. And similar to a, to a palm tree, because a palm tree sends its main root straight down and then other, root, other roots horizontal to keep it upright. But this tall cedar sends its main root straight down full stop and so however tall it is is exactly how long its root system is if it's 80 90 feet tall then its root goes 80 90 feet down so if you try to plant a cedar that's six feet tall and you only put two feet into the ground initially and a strong wind comes likelihood is it's just going to fall over yeah because it knows that the only way to survive is to send its root straight down and that's a picture of you and I. Because then even, regardless of what comes at us, when we are so tapped into God, yeah, He glorifies us, doesn't He? He transforms us. We transform more and more into the image of Christ, but we send the roots down. When our roots, the further roots, our roots go down, the more we become like Jesus. The further down they go, the deeper they go, the deeper our faith becomes. Yeah? The, you meet some people and you just think, wow, what a man, what a woman of God. You know, just the stature that they have. What we don't see is how far down their roots go. Yeah? How, how they're, they're digging deep. Now we need to know that God's not going to help us grow by just keeping the winds calm. Yeah? Father God is not going to help us survive by taking away trials and tribulations of life. That's why Scripture's filtered you know, with um, filter's probably not the right word, but just full of examples of trials and tribulations. Instead, he's going to help us grow and be stable by showing us how to get our roots down deep. And it says that when we're planted in his house, we're going to grow like a cedar. When we're planted in his house, our roots will go down deep. When people aren't planted in his house, the roots can't go down deep. I think everyone has seasons three or four seasons where they'll move church over their lifetime location stuff like that but if you constantly pick yourself up and plant yourself here there and everywhere you never allow your roots to go deep some people are like potted plants because they're portable but when you're potted you only grow to a certain extent and after that that's it you're done you're finished if you leave it in there too long even after you unpot it so to speak and plant it it's not going to have the same effect it's now stuck in the way it has always grown. And you and I are supposed to be like this, this, this tall cedar that lets its roots go down deep. There's, um, uh, these are awesome stories, right? But there's a, a story of a man who made violins and uh, he would use all types, all types of wood and he would get wood from everywhere. But what he couldn't do was get the sound out of the violin that he was looking for. He just, he just, he had a particular sound. He tried imported woods. He tried aging woods. He tried everything, but he couldn't get the sound until one day the tone he desired from his violins rested just beyond his reach, but he discovered it in, <laughs> in a piece of wood that came from a timber line. Anyone know what a timber line is? I didn't know either. <laughs> It's amazing what you learn when you're studying the things of God. The timberline is this. This is straight out of Google. Trees grow all over the world. 
in many different types of weather, but above certain elevations, trees can't grow. This imaginary line on the earth is called the timber line or the tree line. The timber line is usually a point where there isn't enough air, heat or water to keep trees alive. So here's this man who, built, who, who crafts violins and he finds a tree that had grown at the point where the tree stopped growing. Yeah? And the blast of the winter wind, the slashing rain, the, that's the swept bleakness of the mountaintop had twisted the wood and hardened it because it had to survive where there was hardly any sun, any water, etc. Yeah? Yet the violin created from the wood taken at that timberline produced the most heavenly tone unlike anything else he had ever made in a place of pain and gain. <laughs> you and I are going to grow like the tall cedar. And parts of us at times are going to be in that timber line where it feels like there's not enough water, not enough air. Yeah, There's not enough anything for us to even survive. And inside we're going to feel like we're being twisted and turned. And... But as we walk with the Lord, as we grow as a cedar of Lebanon, we come out formed and fashioned in a way that we produce a sound that no one else can. Yeah? Are you getting this? This is what we're growing into. This is us. You know, Romans 8.20 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. That's when you find yourself in the timber line. That's when you're growing into a tall cedar. So during 2021, as, as we live life, as we do family, we can see how we're growing. You know, the attributes of the, the little cedar, is that us? Are we like the fire cedar? Are we on fire for God? Or are, are we a little bit stale, complacent? Have, has our primer come unplugged, you know, like a bad barbecue and it won't start? Are we a humming cedar? Are we still singing sweet notes when life comes against us? Are we a tall cedar with our roots that are deep or we are easily blown over? I just love this stuff because I think today we should make a declaration. I think today we should step into something. I think we sang a song that was all about that. He, he's the God who helped us cross the sea, yeah? He's the God of every victory, yeah? He's the God that took us out of our Egypt and he took us by the hand, yeah? Today is a day of declaration, so why don't we stand? You know, if we're planted, we will flourish. It's a promise. And if we're planted, we will grow. It's a promise. There's a, a quote, an anonymous quote, and it says this, and it was actually said as a prayer, Lord, help me to bloom where I'm planted. You cannot, we cannot, I cannot bloom if I'm not planted. Yeah? I cannot grow like a cedar if I'm not planted. Cannot flourish if I'm not planted. Let's make a decision today to be planted. Planted in him, planted in his house, planted in his family, yeah? It's no good saying that we're family if we're not family. It's easy to know family because you spend time with them, you call them, you love on them. It doesn't mean every day. My mum would love to if I rang her every day. <laughs> but every couple of weeks is all right. 
you know, I'm not a daughter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm the son. Like, expectations, wow. The burden of that. But let, let, let's allow ourselves to step into all that God has for us this year, yeah? Um, I, just some keys, I reckon, just to set a mood. Because I, I think it should be, you know, the reality is, and I'm totally out of time, but each and every one of us know the struggles that we have in life. We know the struggles that we have at home. We know when we're upset with our spouse. We know we're upset with our partner. We know when we want to punch one of our dogs and kick one of our kids. Or is it the other way around? Anyway, doesn't matter. So we know when we're upset. We know when the past is not politically correct. We know all of that stuff, yeah? We know what agitates us, what gets in at us. We know when there's a knife in our side. We know how we react when, an, when a bill comes or you've forgotten one, now it's overdue. We know what it's like when someone smashes into our car or walks past us and the pie, just play anything. If he turned it on? No, he's getting there. Um, we know what sets us off. We know what sets us off. But as a cedar of Lebanon, yeah, we're supposed to have a consistency that keeps us together, keeps us together, keeps the family of God together. There's something about consistency that's really important. Yeah? Consistency in your life, in your work, in your prayer, in your devotions. If you constantly need change, it means there's something that's not rested inside of you. I've got a friend that keeps changing a job every two or three years because it's always the boss's fault. It's not the boss's fault. Something happening on the inside and you can't narrow it down. So you're going to change again and again and again and again. But the little cedar is consistent. Yeah, the fire cedar just burns for God. Let's be a people that burns. I could ask who wants to burn, but it looks really bad if you don't put your hand up. So I won't ask that. Anyone here don't want to burn for Jesus? That's a better one. Anyone here that most people want to flat out be on fire for Jesus? We don't know what that looks like. We don't know what sacrifices that's going to require. We don't. Because you never know until God calls you. You don't know what song you're going to sing until the winds of life start blowing against you. And you don't know how you're going to cope until you realize, actually, you know what? I can't believe I got through that. Man, I must be deeply rooted in God. Thank you. All those years, you know, those voices, those people, those mentors, those counselors. Well, they've actually put something in me that my roots are deep and now I stand tall. I can survive in the timber line. Let's, that's got to be asked for 2021, yeah? Now, we can't hold hands or are we allowed? No, I don't think we're allowed. Maybe just sort of look towards people or raise your hands, turn your palm towards them. That's COVID safe. Don't lift your arms too high. Armpits aren't COVID safe. And we're going to pray. Let's pray that this year would be different. This isn't a New Year resolution, but let's just pray that it would be different. Let's pray that something significant shifts in our hearts, that something changes in our lives, that those that are around us are affected by us because we're growing like the cedars of Lebanon. Amen? And when people ask why, you can paint them the picture. Amen? So Father, right now in this place, God, we want to step into a space with you. 
Lord, where nothing else matters but your presence. God, we pray that you would do a work on the inside of us. Lord, where we could cry hallelujah, where we could sing to you, Yahweh. But Father, a place that when we step into, we are better for it, Lord God. Lord, no matter what comes against us, I pray that we will grow like the cedars of Lebanon. God, thank you for the picture. Thank you for the promise. We claim it in this house with a yes and amen in Jesus' name. We say, yes, God, we want to be like the little cedar. Lord, stuck together, consistent, God. We want to be like the fire cedar, God, on fire for you. Lord, we want to be a humming cedar. Lord, that we just sing your praises. That no matter what happens to us, we can still say, I have faith in the one true living God. May our lives be a testimony. May people be attracted to us because we've grown like the cedars of Lebanon. So I thank you for this house, Lord God. I thank you for this day. I thank you for this point in history. Father, we are a people that are saying yes and amen to flourishing like a palm tree and growing like a cedar of Lebanon. Lord, we ask you to lock that away. Lord, that we might look back in time and say, I remember the point that you did that in me. So I thank you, God. Holy Spirit, flow through this place now and fill and refill and touch every person that's in this house. Lord, I pray against any negative voice, any negative thoughts, God, words that have been spoken over people's lives. Father, we say you don't have a place here in Jesus' name. And we apply the blood of Jesus over every head that's here. Lord, that we may be victorious for Jesus. So we do thank you. We do praise you and we do bless you. And everybody said, let's be cedars, I guess, in Jesus' name.